We are not heroes, nor are we villains. Neither kings nor magicians, but we can tell you their stories. We are the Lore Keepers, and we welcome you to Halloween. Welcome to Halume. You're listening to Lore Keepers, a lore building podcast where we talk about aeons of history, heroes and villains, and the legends they leave behind. I'm Carter. And I'm Frank. And whether you're interested in stories, looking for inspiration in your own world building, or perhaps you want a piece of the action, we've got something for you. It's Lore Keepers Jr. We're jumping right in. <laughs> Frank, happy International Weaver Day. Oh, is it really? It's not. That's exciting. That was like oh. that was like six, three months ago. Oh, that's right. It just stuck in your mind. Yeah. Yep. No, we're doing another Lore Keepers Junior this week, y'all. This is a part two. What are we talking about this week, Carter? We are talking about the thing I mentioned to you before. <laughs> Give me a second. I got this. <laughs> I almost got it. It's close. I don't remember what was it, Frank. What? What, what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about gnomish tinkering. That's the one. And we're talking about gnomish tinkering. Okay, cut, Frank, cut all of that out and just say me. We're talking about gnomish tinkering. Yeah, this we're, we're going to cut 10% of this episode's there length with that dead, dead hair. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so gnomish tinkering. So gnomes stereotypically like to tinker with stuff. And in Halume, they often tinker with magic through their strange crystalline stuff. They like making... Weird arrays that collect magic and bring the magic back to the world, as you can see right. in episode three. Way back in the day. Yep. A so classic. Frank, what are other examples of gnomish tinkering we want to talk about? Yeah, that's a good question. So this is this is, I think, really exciting and potentially really fun. Cause like the thing is is we've never really explored gnomish I Anything. don't know. I mean, I guess we've we've probably at least done at least a one episode on them, right? No. Maybe not. I don't think we have. We've only done dwarves and elves. It's funny because the Dosumai are such an interesting... We did do that halfling one. That one was... And drow and halflings, yep. Yeah. But, uh, but like, well, we'll do them one day. What's important right now is, like, there's a stereotype that exists in fantasy where the gnomes are always the ones who are doing the tinkering. They're the stuff that gets the closest to steampunk, and if you're, you know, in the world of Eberron, then it's... You know, also like borderline, you know, magic punk or however, majesty, magitech, pen- st- penis, penis punk, magitech, magitech. Is that really what they call it? That's a terrible I don't, name. I don't know what they call it never on. That's from fucking like Final Fantasy seven. Tech is too much of a 90s word. Where's it Final like... Fantasy five? Oh, <laughs> yeah. But like as far as Halime, it's. We've never really, like, very strongly defined the limits of, like, what technology can accomplish and where technology ends and artificery begins. You know, like, is a tank, you know, something that's feasible? Like, the kind of shit, like, you know, if you're using World of Warcraft as a reference, it's not the best reference point, maybe, because, you know, they've got, like, straight-up automaton robot 
you know, chickens running around or like straight up fucking tanks or rockets or. Yep. I think about 9,000. Yeah. So like, I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I like the idea of there being the option for technology that is bordering on modern day in rare instances and not necessarily in the standardized presence, you know, like standardization is really what allows us to have technology in the way we do. But I think that the same, a brilliant mind could still potentially over, you know, a couple hundred years, figure out how to build something that is essentially a tank and just put metal plating on it and stuff without it necessarily being something that's standardized for beyond a nation or even, you know, within the nation. Yeah. So the gnomes have tanks. Yeah. I think that the gnomes might have access to tank technology, like ancient tanks. But they shoot like lightning or something. Well, probably. And that's the thing. That's where magic shortcuts a lot of this, because with magic, you can straight up create an automaton with sentience or at least motil, you know, like, you know, have motive and stuff. Yeah. And then like just stick a lightning bolt in there. In in the world of Halume, I mean, or I should so, say in like if you start with the player's handbook for D&D, which is always our starting point for Halume, and we can almost build out from there. I'm not afraid of that at all. There are two major divisions of gnomes and sort of a third minor one that comes later, which is the uh, forest gnomes and the rock gnomes. Um, the later one is, uh, is, is the deep gnomes, but that's a different thing. So with the forest gnomes and the rock gnomes, the forest gnomes are like sort of tricksy and they're, you know, hiding up in, you know, forests and friends of small animals and stuff like that. And the rock gnomes are known to be the ones that are like more tinkery. They're closer to like the gnomes of World of Warcraft. And I'm thinking that, like, if there's anybody who's going to be inventors or, you know, do stuff, it's probably going to be the rock gnomes. But the thing that I have that I kind of want to work, you know, maybe smooth out a little bit is it seems a little like reductive to say that an entire race is just inventors, you know, like, oh, this is the inventor race. It's like, okay. Or is, is does that make the forest gnomes like the veterinarian race? Like, what you no, know, no, why no, no, no. is it they're so like li- limited? You know, <laughs> they're like Ewoks. Yeah, they have like vast, <laughs> vast, like weird, complicated Whoopi Goldberg machines. Okay, I actually, quite of, like, like twigs. that. Oh like, my gosh, I never thought you. of that. Yeah. So, like, what happens if you have a gnome that isn't interested in ingenuity or tinkering? Is well, that I mean, just not a part of them? No, I mean, they're probably considered weird and, like, it to be a guard. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe tinkering and in, in, invention is is to gnomish culture what, like, capitalism is to Americans. It's, like, you know, it's like, like being it's a just, doctor or a lawyer. It's like, obviously you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, and if you're not doing that, there's something, like, you're either not good enough for it or something weird going on here. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'd just say it, it's like, uh, I think... Everybody lives in the shadow of capitalism. We all react to it. We all have to choose, at least I should say within America or within potentially like capitalist democracies. Like we all have to choose how we react to it and deal with like the world of commerce and large businesses and corporations. And like everything is at least has something to say about it. And so even if you're a gnomish lawyer or a gnomish farmer or a gnomish something like Invention is probably integrated into your day-to-day life on some level, on many yeah. levels. Yeah, for example, if you're a gnomish farmer, you probably use some sort of insane steam rake. Yeah, or at the very least, if you're in, you know, a forest gnome uh, who is doing some sort of, like, berry picking or something, you know, you might, your family might have this, like, 
berry picking backpack that they put on that's been enchanted and you know is kept up by you know everybody to so that like basically when you take it out to go pick up berries it's just you know a million hands all grasping for berries or something yeah this is so where do where do we go from here we've got we've got we've still got like 10 15 minutes left what do we want to what do we want to do with this so I think that there is a competition. We do like our weird zany competitions <laughs> to keep, again, in the vein of capitalism, to keep gnomes on their toes. And I'm talking about rock gnomes. Mm. And basically be like, look, uh, this competition is not the most effective invention, not the most useful or the most, right, like... um Basically, what this competition is, is the most inventive invention. Mm, the thing that no one could never actually think about. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I, also, little side note, I think I figured out, like, at least why the gnomes are all like this. Yeah. I, we've kind of talked about this before, but I think I'm just going to cement this in here. It's just the amount of exposure that their progenitors, the the thread of dosumai that became the gnomes had with experimenting on crystals for thousands of years. Yes. That much exposure to that much magic, especially having their hands in, like, changing the world and and, and fucking with the tributaries and everything, and with the help of fucking angels, yep. I think that's going to permanently change a people. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push an even further thing and say, like, look, they had a, like, as a people, they were inclined to do this based on, you know, pure necessity of their situation... Mm-hmm. They needed magic, right? And under the guidance of the right. angels, this is what they did. And they yeah. tried to figure out better ways to do it, so they had this knack already. But being, living around the spire of creativity just drove that to 11. Yeah, totally. Especially considering that was the first spire, so the beginning of the whelming that began, where there was all of that magic that was pent up, uh, that, what, like, you know, releasing the floodgates for those first years during Avum Tertius, or the, at least the transition time, they were at the epicenter of that. Yes. And so I think it just permanently altered their brains. Like, they just are, they just think adroitly. You know, they just think uh, with, like, uh, what is that called? Not abductive reasoning, where you make logical leaps. Yes. I think that's just kind of how, like, where their baseline is. Yeah, okay. But back to this competition, because I love this idea. Um, I think that this totally makes sense. I love the idea of, like, gnomish grants being passed out. And it's kind of just like fun because they are both some of the most scientific minds and also the least reliable scientific minds out there. You know, like they'll create something, but then they'll abandon it. You know, they'll just like move on to something else. Someone's created like zero point power. It's like lying clasped in their hands when they died. You know, it's just like buried in the ground somewhere. They're like, hmm, that was interesting. Yeah. But I think part of it is like they almost have a respect, uh, almost like a not sacred. What's the word? Reverence. They have like maybe a reverence for, you know, these ideas and like letting them. Maybe it's part of gnomish tradition to let ideas die with the person because it's like in in pursuit of novelty. You know, don't don't do the same thing. Don't build on what somebody else has done. Forge your own path. Figure out your own way. You've got hundreds of years to do it. Yes, I like that. But. I want to push this idea of the competition a little bit more. So uh, the prize is knowing that you are the most zany inventor and the most inventive inventor, and you get, you know, more gnomish 
currency, insert gnomish currency here, to mm-hmm. pursue mm-hmm. your zany inventiveness. Uh, but you mm-hmm. also get to choose the uh, broad topic for the next competition. Because there's oh, always like that. one word that highlights all inventions. And the idea is basically g- be under the umbrella of this word as loosely as possible. <laughs> right, yes. Like there's a, it's almost like, it's almost frowned upon to be uh like super, firmly within yeah the- firmly within it like it's like the more tenuous the relationship between the 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 subject of it and you're you know like if it like the more you have to convince your judges but like they actually you know become convinced um and the further afield you are like the more likely it is that you're to receive favor from that yeah it's like it's like saying arrow is the topic for this one and mm-hmm. the guy's like this is an arrowless bow <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would honestly be probably firmly, firmly within the bounds. Like you'd have to think like, I don't know, here's a hydroponic system. And somebody's like, what does this have to do with arrows? And they're like, oh, well, you know, like you don't have to, you know, hunt for animals anymore or something. I don't know. They probably, they probably do it way better than that. It's far, it's far more like creative than I am. So there you go. Yeah. Far more than, far more creative than like most neurotypical humans. You know, you have to, you have to really be far afield to, to pick up on stuff. But I think that's the kind of cool thing about gnomes, too, is like it's it's they're they're the ultimate example of what can potentially become the Renaissance man. You know, somebody who jumps from thing to thing over and over, like without without ceasing. And yet at the end of their life, even though it looks like they've moved in a spiral where everyone has moved in a straight line, they have a comprehension about things within the whatever field they're currently in only because they were in all these other seemingly unrelated fields that have these thin connections. It's almost, you know, kind of like seeing the ethereal lines of magic that connect all things. For all you Burning Wheel fans out there, they have a lot of forks. What? Fork means field of related knowledge. I'll accept that. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, no, okay, so this competition does sound great, though. I do like that idea. What, what do you think, like once every decade or so? Is that even enough time? Maybe it's it every varies. like 25 years or something. I think it varies. Maybe the person, the next person declares how long it is. Maybe. Before the next, the next thing, you know, they could say, oh, it's a hundred years. And everyone's just like, well, you know, there's no, uh, there's no question about it now. Yep. And I'm sure at one point there's been a topic that was just like time. And it's like, well, I made a, I made a wheel that you spin, and it tells you when the next time for the invention is. <laughs> and that one or something. <laughs> That's the thing, is it's not necessarily like this scientific brilliance. It's like there's something about the novelty of it of like, oh, we all liked this. We voted for it. Like, I think people just vote oh, like what they liked the most. Yes. And I'm sure at one, po- at one point it was like, what's... Like voting, and it's like, well, this is the best voting rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. totally. Like it, it gets weird. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, the other thing I was gonna say was, uh, so, so switching tracks a little bit here, but we still got like ten minutes ish. Uh, oh, oh, I was just gonna say, I think that the other thing that I would love to touch on because I kind of had this idea forever ago. Do you know, you know, the story around the world in eighty days? I do. I loved the uh, if if there was this idea of like uh, a circumnavigation race that the gnomes do, or that at least that the gnomes host, other people can participate in. But it's, it's like probably the greatest like, race. Least, yeah, 
it's like maybe 60 or 70 percent gnomes and it's like i mean i was thinking like airships definitely are a common thing you know it doesn't have to be airships but like that's something that a lot of people do um there's still a machine oh yeah yes or like i don't know some sort of car Uh, however that would work like on the non-existent roads or something or like a tractor that can move really fast or you know i don't know (laughs) I guess also I meant like a car, a treaded machine, like a machine with treads, but that's not what a tractor a has. So never ship? mind. I don't know, like a latch barge. Oh, I don't know if I've explained those to you. Um, nope. Man, you want to talk about gnomish invention? Uh, oh, that's I. I literally cannot. That's like a whole schematic thing. But um, basically, think of it as a ship that can move across mountains that is powered by grappling hooks. Um, it has skids at the bottom that are, um, they have something called slip glass, which is, uh, it is common in the Dwarven nations. It was something that was made to, it's was made lubricant. for, huh? It's a lubricant. Uh, yeah, well, slip glass has an extremely low friction coefficient. Like it's basically frictionless. Dwarven condoms made of slip glass. Oh God. The thing is, is it's also brittle. So that might not work. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Shattered slip glass condom. Maybe not. Well, slip, slip glass, other things, though. I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, brittle, maybe. You Dental dams? Not, not the, no, no, maybe still potentially a sexual, you know, <clears throat> marriage aid. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, no, no, no. So, so latch barges, they're something that the gnomes gifted to the, uh, to the dwarves. I'll... We'll talk about them someday on on podcast for those of you who are curious. Not today. Not with six minutes left. Um, (laughs) No, but so like this race, I don't know. I just thought it would be fun to like see all the different ships that would that would show up. I think that's maybe a more consistent one, like maybe once every 15 years or something. Or maybe even more often than that, maybe once every three years, you know, so that people can kind of get good at it. Yeah. I like the idea of somebody having created like teleportation and then... There's probably like checkpoints because a wizard could st- straight up show up and be like, warp, disappear for five seconds, warp, hand back. Yeah, there's definitely a guy that made like a backpack that has like five pairs of legs. He just like clicks oh, a button sounds- and just like leans backward. Yes. <laughs> <It runs. that's- laughs> yes. Yeah. Just like skittering spider thing. Yeah. What does it do when it gets to the water? Oh, the, just- the legs just swim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just They just have flippers. Yep. Yeah, I know there's probably, like, checkpoints. There's probably, I would say there's probably inspections to keep there being, uh, like, a certain level of, like, non Like, maybe you can have arcane engines, but you can't have anything beyond that. You can't just have fly spells. Yeah, uh, yeah, or or you can't have some sort of propulsion that, you know, pushes you over a certain speed or something. I don't know. Uh, is there anything else in terms of, uh, in terms of the gnomes that we want to talk about? As far as their tinkering? Um... I'm so glad you said that about Ewoks. Like that makes I never thought about the gnome, the forest gnomes that way before. But like that absolutely makes sense to me. I love it. Yeah, they they create drums out of the helmets of their enemies. Yeah, Swiss Family Robinson. Exactly. You know, you know when they did that when all the stormtroopers attacked the Swiss Family Robinson's house, <laughs> and then they they had to like use their monkey butlers to kill the stormtroopers, and then they like you know used their helmets. Yep, that happened. That definitely happened. Yep. No, I think that might be it, unless there's anything you want to touch on. No, I think this was a quick, quick and dirty, you know, 
hit hit the points. We talked about some cool gnomish stuff. Um, I can't think of any crazy inventions they might have done because I'm not a gnome. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> that's that's I think that's the 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 sign right there um, that the episode is uh, we're gonna call it. Um, we hope you enjoyed this exploration into the lands of Sadar and the gnomes beyond. Uh, if you like us, give us a five star rating, or better yet, tell others about us. Tell tell your, tell your so doctors and lawyers about us. Yeah. Tell your friends who never take the the straight path. Always find forge their own way. Discover things on their own terms. Yeah, tell your engineer friends that dismantle their microwaves. Yes. Tell all of them. Yep. And uh, tell Josh Silker to um, <laughs> thanks for his composition of Land of Heroes, the Lord Keeper's theme. And thanks to you all for listening. Until next time, don't forget, there are always more inventions to invent. Right. Thanks, everyone. Lord Keepers Jr.